Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? All right. Which one of you sardines called this meat? Whatever, Major Loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The podcast that puts cult in the culture. That's Simone LaRue. <laughs> and that's Chad Eckowitz. <laughs> what an intro. That's all I want. Simone, I cannot lie to you. I just want to be a cult leader. Like, that's all I want in my life. Just want to be on a lot of drugs, being like, you know what needs to happen for Ascension to go right? Is I need to sleep with your wife. You see, not even that. It's just like a really chill cult where our only, like, really kind of big rule is that you have to wear pajamas all the time. That's, like, the only thing about this cult. There's no drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, you can drink, of course, but not, like, there's no pressure to drink. There's also no pressure. <laughs> If you want to have sex with everyone, go for it, but there's no pressure. If you want to have sex with me, again, no pressure, <laughs> but if you want to, that's fine. Chad, this just sounds just, like yeah. you really miss having friends around. <laughs> is that what that is? Is that what that is? Just a group of, a gang of friends hanging out consensually. <laughs> Except maybe the sex part. I mean, I don't know about your friends, but... We we don't necessarily all want to. Oh, I mean, my friends and I have sex all the time. You're just so it's bohemian and cool like that. You know, sometimes you just have to see what happens. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, okay. So this is a, a really weird intro to the podcast. <laughs> you started it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was it it was on me. I, I made this the dark episode. Um, but if you haven't listened to our podcast before, this is the podcast where we take two bad movies every week and we say nice things about them because you know what. Life is about happiness. It sure is. You know, and, and we're in such a dark time, but you know what? We can bring the joy. We can bring the light. It's up to us. We've got the magic in us. <laughs> <laughs> we, these two plucky young kids are going to be watching movies and saying okay things about them. <laughs> and this week is no different whatsoever. What movies are we doing this week? We are doing animated movies from 2019 that did not do great. Uh, and that is going to be Ugly Dolls. And The Addams Family. Yeah, I had a lot of ho- high hopes for The Addams Family, and uh, it just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll get into it, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, Simone, I mean, I've, before we even get into the podcast, I think we should tell the people how much fun we had on Saturday. Yes. What did we What did we get up to? What did yes. we do? By the time this comes out, we'll have done this twice. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, so what are we doing every Saturday at about 1pm EST? Uh, 7 p.m. South African time and 6 p.m. UK time. <laughs> uh, well, as long as lockdown is going on and we don't have anything better to do on a Saturday <laughs> night, Chad and I have been, well, we did our first live stream watching a movie with our buddy Eric Gold from the Nintendo podcast. It was really, really fun. It went surprisingly mm-hmm. well, considering how poor our grasp on the technology was. Yeah, and I think a massive thanks goes out to your boyfriend, Rudy, for for organizing that, because without him, it would have been an absolute fucking disaster. It wouldn't have happened. (laughs) I mean, this whole week, that whole week, we've been trying to prep for this thing, because uh, very uncharacteristically, Simone and I decided to actually sort of do a a test run beforehand, and every single time, oh my word, what a disaster, it almost melted my computer, you almost had a meltdown, it was just meltdowns everywhere. (laughs) I did have a meltdown. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it was super fun. It was a really great time. We had some yeah. great sort of viewers who were making comments during the movie. We were all making yeah. comments. So guys, please do join us. We're going to do it every Saturday that the lockdown continues. Um, and if you've got any suggestions on what movies we can do, it would be yeah. awesome to, to, to hear from you guys on that. They don't necessarily have to be bad, although watching a bad movie is more fun. Yeah, exactly. It, how boring would it be if we were all just sat around watching like Inve- Avengers Endgame together? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my reactions during Endgame were pretty lively. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, I did I did cry a lot. Oh my god, I cried so much. <laughs> but let's not do any movies where we cry. No, no, I don't think that's necessary. So, Simone, let's get into this then. What are you drinking this week? I am drinking, I think, the last black label in our house. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm drinking it. Um, I split it with Rudy. We have like the 500 mil cans, so we each took half. <laughs> that's, um, that's so depressing. But there is hope on the horizon because I finally found pineapple in the stores yesterday. So I'm making my own pineapple beer and it should be ready in the next two days or so. I'm so excited to hear about your pineapple beer and whether it tastes good. I've made it before, mm-hmm. but never with this recipe. So I'm hoping it turns out well. We'll see. How very exciting. Chad, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking, I bought like a, a 24 case of Stella so that will be what I'm going to be drinking for like the next kind of couple weeks must be nice yeah I'm I'm sorry it's not I'm trying not to gloat but I'm just like that bitter (laughs) asshole now anytime someone's like oh I bought a bottle of wine I'm like "Mm, good for you Hmm. (laughs) well I mean I don't know how much your black label comes in at but this comes in at 4.8 I have no idea how much black label comes in at probably similar I think I went first last week so yeah yeah okay I can do first this week I I, I enjoyed this movie so I'm excited to talk about ugly dolls (laughs) tell me all about ugly dolls it's the best movie of all time (laughs) okay so the movie opens by showing us the manufacturing process of various types of dolls as the dolls leave the factory to be shipped to assorted stores, we see that those rejected dolls, the ones that have some sort of defect, go somewhere else. That's when we are introduced to Uglyville. This is a safe place where all rejected dolls can live in peace among their own kind. Of course, being isolated rejects, they will unfortunately never get to belong to a child, which is a doll's single purpose in life. But that's not what Moxie believes. Moxie, played by Kelly Clarkson, believes that someday she will find her kid and she'll be loved and happy. Each day, she wakes up, sings a song about how this might be the day that she finally gets picked by a kid, and then goes to bed. As time goes on, she becomes more and more despondent. The mayor of the town, Ox, played by Blake Shelton, is worried about Moxie. He knows she is depressed about not being chosen, but he also knows that, as an ugly doll, this is just not something that's going to happen. He enlists Lucky Bat, played by Lee Hom Wang, to try and talk, uh, talk Moxie out of this crazy idea. The sooner she lets go of this dream, the sooner she can be happy with her life in Uglyville. Lucky Bat goes to speak to her, but fails in this objective, making Moxie believe that she needs to make her own destiny and go out and find a child herself. She somehow convinces all of her friends, namely Wage, played by Wanda Sykes, Babo, played by Gabriel Iglesias, Ugly Dog, played by Pipple, and Lucky Bat, to come with her on this adventure to find a child. They all climb up a uh, climb, climb out of a tube, the tube where all the rejected dolls enter Luckyville, and end up in what is essentially a training school for dolls. This is where things get a little bit crazy. She meets uh, what's his name because this is this is the thing. All right, I will preface this what what's about to happen now is in the fact that I wrote half a synopsis. Ah. I was meant to finish it and then I just never got round to it. So this is where it's going to devolve okay. into madness. Uh, so I'm just I'm just getting the names up of the last people. It's Nick Jonas playing the doll Lou. Nick Jonas is it Lou? Yeah. Okay. 
because I can't find that on the IMDb. It's obviously such a far down friggin' character. For some reason. For some reason. Uh, so yes, so Lou, who is played by Nick Jonas, is in charge of these perfect dolls. And his whole job and his whole ethos is to make these dolls as perfect as possible so that when they are ready to go into the big bad world, they will be perfect for their children. Obviously, Moxie and her friends are very imperfect and this causes Lou no end of problems. As such, he tries to ruin their lives, ensuring that they will never be able to leave uh, this processing factory and have a kid. Uh, the whole big thing with this is they have to do the trial at the end of their training in order to be allowed to go out into a kid. If they pass, they get to go out and join, you know, civilized life and meet a child. If they fail, they don't get to do that. So when they're doing this, they meet up with Megan? Yeah. I think so, played by... One of the dolls. Megan, uh, yeah. played by Janelle Monáe. Is it Megan? Yes. So, Megan, played by Nathalie Monáe, uh, Martinet, she decides to help no, the... No, it's Janelle Monáe. What? Megan's not played by Janelle, but she's played by Nathalie Martinez. Oh, So what? No. Megan, the doll with the glasses? Yeah, that's what I'm assuming is... I'm assuming that's Megan. It must be... This not is... be that... <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, no, no, so it's not Megan. Okay, let's try this again. Who did you say it was? Janelle, oh, Mandy. Janelle Monet. Yeah, it's Mandy. Oh, okay. fuck I off. I hate these fucking names. All right, so Mandy decides to, to hang out with, with uh, Moxie and all of her crew, thinking that they're actually quite nice, and that her friends, who are the perfectionist dolls, are kind of dicks. The other reason behind this, and the thing that is her secret shame, is that she wears glasses and therefore is not perfect. So she feels more in tune with the ugly dolls than she does with her own kind. Shenanigans ensue in which Lou tries to get them back. He uh, eventually reveals that Ox, the mayor, actually was best friends with Lou uh, a while back, but obviously Ox wasn't able to defeat the trials, so Lou agreed that he was allowed to create Uglyville uh, so that all the ugly dolls won't just get turned into scrap and be remade into perfect dolls later in time, but actually have a place to live and be in peace. And now Moxie's upset this whole balance, and so Lou is deciding that he's just going to shut down Uglyville and reopen the recycling process. Obviously, Moxie realizes that this is bullshit and that, in fact, Lou was actually never a friend of Ox's and he was actually just a dick. So then Moxie and her whole crew return back to uh, Perfectville and essentially run the trials and uh, succeed in getting through to the end while Lou himself actually fails. And it's revealed that he is just a mere prototype and he will never have a child, which is kind of sad in itself. But yeah, eventually she gets to go with the child. The new ruler within sort of this realm of dolls is that you can go through and join a child whenever you want and then once the child grows up you can return back to the doll place and you know train other people I guess and then return to another child at some other point the end okay well what's your cliffhanger okay so there are a plethora that sort of do you do the same thing but it has to be uh, this song I guess to me you look And mold and change and fix you anyway. We're getting all caught up, going with the flow, looking so appealing. Cause when you're all caught up, no one has to know just to float your feeling. If you can hide, we'll shine through. They'll see a whole new you. It's 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 great because I love this because it's just 
And I think this is the problem with both of our movies this week, is that they are just such hammers on the head of the nail of yeah. the message that they're trying to do. There's no subtlety. Yeah, they're. I think they're, like, so focused on, like, the moral of the story that they don't bother to make a good story. Yeah. Like, I mean, this movie really requires a lot of suspension of disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think they've thought through their whole system. No, no. It's it's very clear, like, they had a concept and they were like, right, what's going to be the moral of the story? Let's focus on that and build a story around it rather than the other way around. And, like, just the whole system is so weird. Like, okay, so then the Ugly Dolls go to Uglyville and, like, it's basically this cool little working town which for some reason goes into, like, a deep economic depression <laughs> once everybody stops being happy, like... Okay. And then there's, like, the perfect doll place, which is just, like, this big open void, essentially, <laughs> that they train in. <laughs> and they can decide when they want to step through into the real world. And it seems like there's a commuting situation, so does that mean there's, like, an actual, like, corporeal form outside the void, and then, like, spiritually it's the dolls getting ready to, like, become one with their corporeal I mean, you've got a good point there. Is that That's it? That's a really terrifying thing. It's so weird. And then, like, does that mean they can, like, leave their corporeal form at any time to, like, hang out with their fr- Excuse me, with their friends? It makes no sense. It defies all logic. And, like... Yeah. <laughs> I know it doesn't have to be logical. Like, it's about ugly dolls. But it's, like, you know, I think watching it as an adult, like, I spent so much time being like, okay, wait, how yeah. does this work? But, like... I didn't even care about the story that much because they really stretch things to try and make the story. Yeah, work. it was, it was, it was a lot of. It, I think it was just what we're gonna do is we're gonna get a lot of famous people to be these things, and we're gonna have a singers specifically. Uh, singers, yeah, yeah, singers specifically, and we're gonna really force this message that we have, and uh, you know, kind of hope for the best, hope that that will sort of give us a, a winning, winning formula. Because like you just made a really good point that I didn't even think about. Because like obviously in the beginning they show us the manufacturing of the dolls and like the machines making them and shit, and then if one's wrong it goes to Uglyville. But these perfect dolls are actually just souls, and then when they go through that fucking uh, thing they get chosen to be like a, a lawyer slash yeah. model or a businessman slash model which i did agree like was one of the funniest parts of the whole movie yeah my actually for me the funniest part of the movie was like gibberish cat, or Gibber- cat. gibberish cat was great <laughs> what's your name wedgehead i love literal naming isn't that right gibberish cat I don't know why that just that struck the right chord. <laughs> for me, for me as well, it's the unicorn. Do you know who voices the unicorn, Simone? Isn't it? It's fucking Ice Tea. It's fucking Ice Tea. <laughs> what is that about? I just that's another thing though. Like this movie has like a really good cast and like super on brand. Kelly Clarkson <laughs> and Janelle Monae sing a song called "Unbreakable" about being yourself. Yep. Like, ugh, shoot me in the face. Yep. I love both of them. It's just like, okay, guys. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. We got, we've got it at this. We point get in your time. brand, okay. <laughs> so like, Kelly Clarkson sings like her big opening song. Her and Janelle Monae sing the big like "We Can Do It" song. Uh, Nick Jonas mm-hmm. sings his bad guy song, and that's basically it. 
but there are all these yeah. other like musical talents like the three like ladies yeah. it's like Lizzo Baby Reha fucking and, Charlie, um, Charlie XCX, XCX. Like, yeah. that are just never used. I think they each get, like, one line in the ending song. Yeah, it's so disappointing because, like, like you said, there's such talent in this movie. And obviously, like, they were drawn in on the basis that, you know, oh, they're big names and people will enjoy yeah. seeing this movie. But it's so disappointing because even, even Ark, um, uh, what's his name? The, the, the mayor oh, Blake who is... Shelton. Blake Shelton is, like, a really huge country singing yeah. star. And it would just be like, you know, it would be like getting Taylor Swift in your movie and only letting her sing one song. Are <laughs> you talking about cats? <laughs> to be fair, she wrote the original song that they added to the soundtrack, which was not amazing. <laughs> look, any 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 slight we can get against cats, I'm gonna call it. <laughs> but look, okay, I will admit, and maybe that's just because I'm such a big softie in my old age, but I did cry. At the end, when Ugly Doll... Oh, when she gets her human? When she gets her human, and the human smiles, and she's got three teeth. Yeah. I was just like, I like, I was like... Huh. And the little flower on her... Yeah, that was, that was me. Look, that was good. That was, like, solid emotional payoff. I just don't know if we needed all the, like, slathering it on real thick, mm-hmm. that you just need to be yourself, and someone will, and you'll find someone who loves you, like... I wish that they hadn't bothered with that plot line so mm-hmm. hard and they just made it like really fun and yeah. had like these singers doing a bunch of like silly songs. Uh, like, I don't know. I feel like they could have made it a much more fun, less preachy yeah. experience. It would have been cool because, I mean, if you think about it, the message could have been it's not so much of you just find someone who will love you for who yeah. you are, but you don't have to be perfect to be loved. Yeah. Because if you had made it more about the trials yeah. and the fact that, like, Lou pushes this, like, sort of cookie-cutter mold and you had these ugly dolls come in and, like, completely disrupt the system, it would have been, like, a really cool metaphor for, like, you know, imperfect... Like, there is no such thing as perfection. Like, yeah. it's up to the individual, which would have been really, really fun. I mean, even more than that, like, you know, they really also drive home that, like, the most fulfilling best thing that can happen to a doll is finding their child and it would have maybe also been nice to be like you know you can find fulfillment like <laughs> in yourself yeah and and the fact that um uh, wanda sykes's character wade yeah she has a job like she's an economist yeah like she's really really cool like it would have been cool if they were just like like going on that and be like well i don't need a child i have yeah. a business people come to me every day that's pretty cool exactly like there's so much more that they could have done with this than like ugh. The plot was exhausting. And mm-hmm. Pitbull was in it for some reason. Fucking Pitbull, though. <laughs> He's okay. Yeah, that was a real thing that actually happened. I love it when Pitbull is in things. Like, it's just <laughs> great to see Pitbull doing anything even his own music, it, because it's all just terrible. Everything he's do- he does is just... He is the Florida <laughs> of people. I appreciate his theatricality, <laughs> and I think he's developed this really interesting persona. <laughs> and you know what? Good for him. People like it. <laughs> but I just don't know if he was, like, the best choice for a small children's movie. No, definitely not. Definitely, He, he gives off the very wrong vibes for a small children's movie. Um... And uh, uh, you know what I love about Pitbull is the fact that 
I don't think anyone would openly admit to liking Pitbull. It's more of a case of you shamefully will listen to his remake of Africa by Toto. I I, I think Pitbull's like one of those singers where like you'll get like like you'll turn on the radio and be like, oh, this song's like really good. Like and you're jabbing out and then you realize it's Pitbull and you're like, I've been fooled again. Damn it, Pitbull, you've you pulled the wig from under me. <laughs> I think another thing with this movie that made it like a little less compelling from like a storytelling perspective is that none mm. of the other characters really besides the bad guy and like maybe Mandy like have a character arc like all of um mm-hmm. Moxie's friends are pretty much the same at the end as they were at the beginning yeah. like they're just yeah. there yeah no you're you're 100% right like they were just kind of a posse that she didn't really need i mean they were all like that's the that's the funny thing about this and i guess that's why it kind of doesn't work is the fact that they're kind of just really nice already yeah and like they're very happy with their lives like yeah. they have no problems or qualms they don't want anything more they don't want anything less and so like what character art can they really go yeah. on what can you develop exactly. with these people you can't there's nothing so it's a dead movie <laughs> like <laughs> oh, okay. like not even like lou doesn't lou doesn't even learn a lesson not really, at the no. end he's just like no so yeah i mean is is there a scene that could have saved it or have we already kind of discussed that in yeah, its entirety? Yeah, kind of. We've kind of discussed our various mm-hmm. hang-ups. What about for you? Uh yeah, yeah, that would I mean just a kind of a change of a message. It's just it's just so forced. And I mean, yeah. I really I wanted to love these characters. And and I kind of do love these characters because they are it, on on the exception of of uh, Ugly Dog, I do love all of them and Wanda Sykes is a treasure, and we do not appreciate her enough as a person, yeah. as an actress. But I, I think my breakaway character for this one is definitely Ice T as the unicorn. He was. Just well, I'm way still gonna too go funny. with Gibberish Cat. <laughs> <laughs> he has two lines in the whole movie, and they're oh, fuck funny. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so would you watch this again? No. 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 I don't like. If I was gonna be preached at, I'd watch Wally or something. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I'd watch this again. I think it's gonna be like a really unique situation where I'm babysitting someone, yeah. and like they're three, and so like the concept of yeah. like a message being hammered into you hasn't really occurred to them yet. Exactly. That's that's kind of the basis on where I'd go with this film because like yeah, it's all right, and the colors are fun, and the characters are fun, but you you've got Toy Story for this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which at least did its world building a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like it was a really simple concept. <laughs> well, okay, so that's Ugly Dolls for you. Namaste. Well done. Thank you. Now, tell me about the disaster that was Adam's Family 2019. I feel like you're being very harsh about Adam's family when, like, literally yours is so much worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but let's be fair. There wasn't, like, a whole bunch of hype about uh, about Ugly Dolls. Like, Ugly Dolls hasn't been on for 40 years and everyone loves it. You make a point. <laughs> <laughs> Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Mystery Time Live today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe Subscribe now. now! 
The producers of Mysteries Have Life asked kindly not to take any advice or guidance of the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No Mysteries Have Life will be fully solved and thus individualized for any outside source or sheer luck. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do it. Hey Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, Mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, we're in the 21st century. Things are crazy. There's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh. What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this world wide web, (laughs) where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate even. Oh. Uh, And all you have to do is, in exchange for money, uh, you give them money and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month. What would you say to that? You mean that I don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend? Not at all. They will do this for you. This company, this magical place that creates this crate of loot, a loot crate even, (laughs) uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money. How magical is that? That sounds too magical. And what if I added to the deal? What if I were a proper salesman and I said to you, if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these loot crates that you so wished? Well, I'd have to know what this code is. Right? So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to Loot Crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code ROBOTSRADIO, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases. 50% off all your Loot Crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code ROBOTSRADIO, radio and you'll get that 15% off that sounds amazing guys why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you so guys go to that link enter that code thank you goodbye we love you bye okay the movie opens at the wedding of Morticia Adams, played by Charlize Theron, to Gomez Adams, played by Oscar Isaac. Unfortunately, their wedding is disrupted by an angry mob who fears them because they're different and chases them out of town, along with Uncle Fester, voiced by Nick Kroll. While they're on the run, Morticia laments the fact that she has to always stay on the run, and she just wishes she could have one place to stay forever uh, and feel safe with her family and just be herself. Fortunately, they happen to stumble upon an abandoned asylum, which they quickly turn into their home and decide to raise their family there joined by it no not it yeah it i think so yeah it's it's the it's the frankenstein right no it isn't <laughs> it is the one with all the hair that oh. comes through oh lurch oh, there yeah, we go yeah. okay that makes more sense joined by lurch played by conrad Ver- vernon uh and they have two kids wednesday adams played, or voiced by Chloe Grace Moritz, and Pugsley Adams, played by Finn Wolfhard. Uh, the family seems very content, and at the very beginning, the only main issue that they have is that Pugsley is not prepared for his ceremony to enter manhood, which the entire extended <laughs> Adams family is going to come and watch. At the same time, though, <laughs> Margot Needler, played by Allison Janney, is a real estate and interior designer developer who has a tv show and she has just opened an entire town that she designed and in the finale in two weeks she wants to sell 50 houses in this town the town is called what is it Uh, assimilation assimilation which is again (laughs) so on the nose so on the nose town is called assimilation and it's marketed as the perfect place to live where everybody is just the same unfortunately because they drained the marsh all the fog around the adams family house disappears ruining views from the whole town of assimilation because the house is on a hill so she visits she chats to the adams family and says listen i'm willing to give you guys a whole makeover and 
it, ultimately, obviously, it doesn't go well because their styles <laughs> do not match up. At the same time, Wednesday meets uh, Margot's daughter, Parker, played by Elsie Fisher, and asks Morticia if she can go to normal high school. Morticia agrees, and Wednesday returns home wearing a unicorn beret, but also, like, having done some really messed up shit at school. <laughs> Morticia's really worried about her, that she's, like, straying off the path of darkness or whatever. Wednesday also helps Parker to rebel from her own mom, and while they're dealing with that, they realize that Margot Needler has put cameras up all over the town and is using her extra information and her pull in the town to spread a bunch of rumors about the Adams family to try and get rid of them. The whole thing culminates in Pugsley Adams's um, manhood <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> I can never remember the it's, name. It's of some it. Spanish name that I can never. It's it's essentially like oh, a I sword it was dance. Like Romanian. It's a sword dance, isn't it? It's like yeah. Yeah, it's called a mazurka. Ah, yes, the mazurka. The mazurka. Um. <laughs> So Pugsley is woefully underprepared for the mazurka and actually fails his saber dance. Fortunately, that failure is short-lived because the villagers show up in an angry mob and start tearing the house down. Wednesday Adams saves the day and the whole family, along with Pugsley Adams and his skill with various explosives and ballistics. That This causes the family to realize that Pugsley Adams is fully prepared to enter manhood and protect the family. So he wins that. Morticia realizes that Wednesday is going to be just fine. And the town, once they realize that they've been spied on and they see the Adams family mourning the loss of, you know, the house that they destroyed. They realize that the Adams family is just like them. They feel like assholes. Everybody makes up. A large port part of the extended Adams family moves into the neighborhood below, and everyone lives happily ever after. So tell us then, what is your, your cliffhanger? God. <laughs> My cliffhanger is going to be just about any line from the scene where um, Morticia and Gomez are, like, chatting, and Wednesday's, like, lurking behind her dad, and her dad's, like, all stressed <laughs> out. Morticia's like, I agree, Gomez. The whole family moving here would be a dream come true. But I don't trust that Margo woman. She's an eccentric, darling. Give her a chance. Rasp berry preserves. Hmm. Must be some kind of scented embalming fluid. <laughs> Wednesday. Practice your lurking on someone other than your father. He's too easy. <laughs> it's cute. It is cute. And I think this film, more than Ugly Dolls, like, had the traditional sort of idea from kids' movies where you just, like, put in little things for the adults. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's always enjoyable. It's the fact, again, and I love this because... This whole thing takes place in New Jersey, and New Jersey gets <laughs> such a shit rap. <laughs> I forgot that they made like all those jokes about we need to go somewhere where no one in their right mind would go. <laughs> Drive into New Jersey. I really feel so bad for New Jersey. Just like okay, I will admit it. And I'm sure it's a lovely place. Like it's it from all the TV shows and stuff that we we get exposed to. It's not, but it's got to be nice. People live there still, <laughs> and it's on like the border of New York, so it's got to be kind of nice, right? <laughs> I'm sure it has lovely areas. Even Hamilton makes fun of New Jersey. I don't understand. Like, everyone hates this place almost as much as Florida. <laughs> oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. You also, uh, Snoop Dogg was in this movie, which was an exciting yes, cameo. As Cousin It. As Cousin It. Overall, I thought the cast was actually really well done for this movie. I liked Charlize Tron as Morticia. Mm. Oscar Isaacs is a darling. Mm. Oh, yeah. Where do you think this movie went wrong? Again, I think it's it's very on the nose. Also, mm. I think potentially people are very tired of 
the really basic jokes when it comes to the Adams family of them like being miserable yeah. and like wanting to be miserable. Yeah. Like there's like a level of nuance where you get like into a deeper Adams family kind of thing where it's just like what they're yeah. about and then you get the surface level of bullshit which is just like oh we like to be sad. Oh they're creepy. Yeah. 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 So I think it really was way too surface on that and then again like the fact that like it's, the, it's a village called Assimilation, and they sing a song about being the same. Like, yeah. yeah. It, what do you think? No, I, I definitely agree. I think it sort of sanitizes all the things that are interesting or noteworthy about the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Like you're, like you said, it's very surface level, so it's just like, oh, they're creepy, and they like living in a house with monsters. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but it doesn't, like, what's in, what's always been interesting about the Adams family is that, like, you know, they very much march to the beat of their own mm-hmm. drum. They, like, have their weird interests, like, <laughs> sword fighting each other constantly, and, like, but at the same time, they're a very good family Mm -hmm. like they support each other's hobbies and interests morticia and gomez have a very loving relationship where he constantly supports her and i know that canonically that's always been an interesting contrast to like sitcoms from the 80s and 90s where it was always like oh my wife is such a Mm -hmm. nag you know yeah like theirs was always an interesting relationship because he's like my wife is a literal goddess uh and morticia's like my husband is the best and they just like the the only real conflicts that come from the Adams family are from the outside world. And even then, they're so polite to strangers all the time. They're always like, you know, like, you're going to do your thing. Yeah. And Morticia is, like, the picture of good manners. Yeah. And, like, those are just, like, fun nuances and interesting things that, like, they don't really bother with. No, no. Like, it's, it's completely lost. And, I mean, like you said, I mean with their politeness they're very cool with their lives and they're very comfortable with other people yeah. living their lives and i mean that's taken that that's brought across a little bit yeah but but it's kind of lost in a way in in sort of uh, the way with the wednesday and morticia arc of like yeah. her trying to like control yeah. wednesday it's you know like i get it i get the point of what they were trying to do there but yeah but yeah like that would that's not very traditional sort of Adam's family. And maybe, like, maybe they were trying to do something different here and trying to, like, adapt it for, like, a modern era. Yeah. But it's such a progressive idea already. Like, even from, like, yeah, the, exactly. the, the 80s and 90s. So, like, it kind of, yeah, just kind of lost the mark, really, more than anything. Even with, like, Pugsley's whole thing with him getting ready for his mazurka, which is very patriarchal. Like, Wednesday yeah. obviously didn't have to do a mazurka. <laughs> and, like, the Adam's family is famously pretty progressive and egalitarian so it's weird Mm. that they would even introduce like a manhood ceremony specifically for pugsley that like wednesday wouldn't also first of all be pissed off that she doesn't have to do yeah and pissed off like she does she doesn't even care about it you know yeah exactly and yeah it's it it was (laughs) look at least this one had an a and a b plot I'm pretty, I'm always happy when a movie has sure. an A and a B plot, which which <laughs> Ugly Dolls did not. It had an A plot, and it was thin as fuck as it was. Mm. But yeah, like, it, yeah. I, I, hmm. And, and they didn't really gel well together. It's always nice when a story sort of, like, complements each other with their uh, A and B stories. And um, this one, this one just didn't really mold those two together. Yeah, no, it really... I don't know. I guess it was supposed to be kind of an origin story, mm, right? Mm. Where, like, they start off as closed off and then 
I think there, there's also an element of Morticia being very fearful because she's like, oh, I just, I, you know, we just want to live our lives. We don't have to deal with the outside mm-hmm. world, which is not Morticia at <laughs> all in any of the other Anna's family things. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Come at me. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's strong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then like the whole like Fast and Furious thing of like, oh, I'm protecting my family. Mm-hmm. And then that awful original song that they did for it. <laughs> like kids can handle some nuance yeah, yeah you know? exactly like i think the the filmmakers are like really trying to dumb it down for kids and it just doesn't work it just doesn't work it's too obvious i remember watching adam's family values and like loving it yeah and all i was saying was like you can be weird and goth and like weird things and like you also deserve respect and attention and your parents should still support you mm, exactly exactly and like i think What's weird about this one is like they're trying to make it like a like more of a concept than a than a way of life yeah. kind of thing with um her with Wednesday's best friend like turning goth yeah you know which look I mean the commentary on like modern society with like um you know nanny cams and social media and all that shit was it was like a it was nice it was interesting yeah and the fact like neighborhood watch and like how that can like skew things I thought that was like a really interesting commentary yeah but yeah like it. So what else did you like? I loved, look, the animation was very interesting and I loved, yes. I loved it. I thought, you know, Gomez, Morticia, all of them were just really well done. The, the irony of it was that Tim Burton back in like 2013 was rumored to be on this project and then like it got scrapped. Oh, interesting. So I often like, I, like I, when I was looking at this film, I was, I was thinking that in my mind and I think, you know, a Tim Burton style animation yeah. wouldn't have really worked for the story. If it was a different no. story, maybe. But yeah, I enjoyed Wednesday. I thought she was great. I love Chloe Grace Moretz. She's like the babe. I know. She's like one of your top five. Oh yeah. Easily top five. Um and yeah, so like, you know what? It was it was it was okay. It's not an Adams family movie in its traditional sense, but there were bits. There yeah. were there were nice little subtle bits of nuance that were that were yeah. enjoyable. What about you? I liked um, them casting Nick Kroll as Uncle yeah, Fester. Right? I think he is so funny. And it was cool to see him do something like for a kid's movie <laughs> where he can't be <laughs> wildly inappropriate. <laughs> I think he had fun with it. It sounded like he had a good time. Yeah. And the bit where they're talking about how Margot is like deranged and manipulative and he's like oh throwing mm-hmm. some halitosis and I sh- and i'm gonna marry her like <laughs> classic line yeah yeah i like yeah. the spirit of the house always telling them to get out yeah <laughs> like giving it coffee and then it calms yeah. down a little bit i love that wednesday has a pet octopus named socrates that like mm-hmm. made my heart very happy like they're like little bits I even, mm. like, at the very beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, like, I'm kind of into this. Like, I think this can be good. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, I think, the saving grace of the movie is, yeah. like, the little bits. Because there's not, the, the actual substance mm. of the movie is not great, but it is the, 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 the little bits like that that are just funny. It's the fact that she's got yeah. nooses as her pigtails. Like, little shit that's, like, really... Doesn't create a great movie, but adds to a good movie to make yeah, it great. Yeah, it's great, like, these great little details. Exactly, exactly. So, what would you have changed? What's your scene that could have saved this? God, so many things. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't have bothered with the assimilation mm. plot line at all, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. or at least it would have been sort of more of a B plot. Like, there's this, like, crazy lady trying to 
whatever. And then we see more of Wednesday Adams, like, you know, in junior high, trying to deal with that stuff. Because the whole concept of her being in a high school that's very preppy is kind of hilarious. And it's yeah. explored in, like, the one scene where she brings all the dissecting frogs back to life, which is amazing. Yeah. But it would have yeah. been nice to see more of that. It would have been nice if they'd gotten rid of the mazurka plot and found something else. Mm-hmm. Because it was silly. <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it was yeah. kind of pointless and and very sort of anti Adams family exactly. in that respect. Like you were and saying earlier, just as a big fan of Morticia and Gomez, we don't actually see a huge amount of their relationship, or at least it's not like the sexy mm. banter that we got from like um, Angelica Houston in the Adams Family Values. Yeah, like that was incredible. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best Morticia. Um, <laughs> But it would have been nice to see more, like, sexy banter with them. I know it's a kid's movie, though. Mm-hmm. But still, they have such a great relationship, and it's not <laughs> super explored. No, I completely agree with you. Like, I think that's the thing that we do love about the Adams Family, is just the fact that, like, Morticia yeah. and Gomez have this incredible relationship. And we've, sp- we've spoken about it already, but, like, it is yeah. so heartwarming as a relationship. That you just don't see from yeah. even today many sitcoms. I can't really think of of a relationship in a sitcom that yeah. is so supportive of each other. Really, like I'm just trying to like I'm literally racking my brain. I'm like thinking like oh. Family Guy. Even Lois and Peter fight. Like literally, mm-hmm. like there is no one that I can think of as like that has such a, yeah. a nice relationship. Like of all the different conflicts in the Adams family, their relationship is never at stake. Yeah, exactly. And and you're 100 percent right. Like even even if it is sexy banter, like it's good for kids to see that kind of relationship. Yeah. And be like, oh, this is actually what a good relationship is about. About supporting yeah. each other and being like sort of you know ineffable with Weird each other together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I agree. Like even like if if. If it had been a case of keep the mazurka, but then make it so that, like, they're just really supportive of the kid and not just, like, this weird thing that's going to, you know, be there to to show some violence, which is always sort of present in an Adams Family movie, but, like, show actually, like, Gomez supporting his kid instead of being like, oh, he's going to fail, so yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also show Wednesday, like, being pissed off or even crashing the mazurka and being like, by the way, I can protect our family too, like, just fine. Yeah. And that's what Wednesday does. Like, Wednesday is, like, amazing always. Like, she, like, (laughs) that's the weird thing. Like, and I love the dynamic of the Adams family because, you know, Gomez, Gomez Wednesday and Morticia are always just, like, perfect all the time. Like, Never make a mistake. And then you've got, and then you've got Pugsley, who's just a fucking mess all the time. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I guess it just wasn't written really for the fans. Like, it was definitely supposed to be, like, for new Adams Family fans, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that was necessary, per se? No. Or at least, like, I mean, if you want to appeal to the next generation or whatever, like, there's no reason you can't get rid of, like, the nuance or the things that made Adam's family interesting and, like, a good Mm -hmm. lesson to begin with beyond, like, oh, you can be nice to people that (laughs) act different from you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's quite lazy. It's very lazy. Yeah. Yeah. So would you watch this one again? No. If I'm going to watch Adam's family, I'm going to watch Angelica Houston do her thing. Uh, and just have a great time. And it's a shame, because I liked the cast. I really, mm-hmm. I would love to see, oof, 
Oscar Isaacs as Gomez in real life right? would right. do things for me. That's another thing. Could this be better if it was real life? Like in a live action movie? If it was a live action? Yeah. I mean, I think the whole like core cast would be great. Nick Kroll would make a great Uncle Fester. Yeah. They'd dress him up <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it actually, if it were a live action, like probably would have been better i think it would have been so much better like you wouldn't have had the special Ooh, effects i'd love but... to sh- see charlize as morticia right like i'm not a huge Girl. fan of charlize but her as morticia i think yeah you, you you're like oh she could get it she could definitely <laughs> Keep get the it. black wig on girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think maybe that's the big downfall about this movie is that it wasn't live action yeah yeah um i, well, I completely agree i wouldn't i wouldn't watch this again either it's it's values or bust yeah values or bust yeah yeah yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Simone. That was really fun. I'm so glad we got to thank do you. animated movies again. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, it was it was fun. So, Simone, what are we hitting up next week? I guess in the spirit of us having done a King Arthur week two weeks ago, <laughs> now we're going to do... Now we're doing a Tarzan week, because apparently they keep making Tarzan, even though we know the Disney one is perfect. Exactly. They, it should just be retired, but nope. They're just like, yeah, we could, we can do better. Who needs Phil Collins? We all need Phil Collins. <laughs> we all need Phil Collins. I have two years in all heart. I love I? that. That's the best line. <laughs> so, yes, we will be doing The Legend of Tarzan from 2016, which got 36% and a 58% audience score. And then we will be doing the weird animated movie Tarzan from 2014. 14. Uh, and that got 20% and a 33% audience score. If we can find it anywhere on the internet. It's going to be a struggle. I know this for a fact right now. It's going to be a struggle. But what an exciting week. This is... I, I already hate this week. I'm just going to say it now. And I know you do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a fan. We'll have to... Maybe we should do another horror movie week after this. <laughs> just to bring it back up. Yeah. Just to clean, yeah, clean, cleanse our palate. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Simone, what's your optimistic thing for this week? My optimistic thing for this <laughs> week. <laughs> they get very, very few and far between when you're inside all the time. It sure does. You know what? I found a nice lady that does good indoor workouts on YouTube. Her YouTube channel is called MadFit. And it's nice. Like, I've started doing workouts from her channel because I was doing a lot of workouts that my Krav friends were putting up. But, like, it's a lot of Mm push-ups and burpees and squats and jump squats (laughs) and box jumps and, like, stuff that's, like, really fucking hard to motivate yourself to do, especially so it, like, gets colder here. Mm -hmm. And she does, like... A four-minute workout set to, like, one song. And, like, it's nice to sort of trick yourself into working out because you're like, okay, I'll just do the one song. And then, like, you've done it, and then you do the next thing. And mm-hmm. she has, like, workouts that are a bunch of different lengths, and some are just stretching, so it's like, some are, like, intense. Like, I... Aww, <laughs> it has been a real great. godsend for uh, my mm-hmm. poor body. <laughs> yeah, because you can't go out and run anymore. You can't do anything. No. So that is really, really helpful. I was so desperate to run that I set a timer for 15 minutes and just ran a loop in my garden over and over again for 15 minutes. It was wildly boring. These tough times that we're in. That's so rough, man. It's fine. You know, first world problems. I'm very privileged that this is the problem I have. No, that's true. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. 
Yeah. Yeah. What was your um, optimistic thing for this week? So, obviously, I'm studying a lot now because I've got the time to do it and my exams are in less than a month. So, so, but what's really nice is that on my breaks, I'm reading and it's just so nice to actually have weirdly more time to read now. Yeah. And I'm just, like, loving getting through books, like, so much mm. quicker than I usually would. Um, I've just finished uh, The Haunting of Hill House which is Ooh, obviously the inspiration classic. for the Netflix. And it was very, very good. Really weirdly okay. scary. Yeah. Definitely worth worth nice. picking up. Very okay. very sort of woman in black Susan Hill kind of vibes. Uh, okay. I do yeah. need um, another audiobook, so I'll see. Yeah, hit it up. There you go. So yeah, that's my optimistic thing for the week. And guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate yes. your time. We really love it when you guys listen to us. And thank you to those members who joined us on the live stream yes. on the Saturdays. It was so much fun to to chat with you a little bit and just like watch a movie with you in real time. It's something that we don't get to do very often and it was just no. super duper fun. And it's kind of like the origins of this podcast. It's why Simone and I kind of started this whole thing out. Yeah. Um. So it was just really fun. And guys, you know, if you got that little bit of extra time in between the time where you move from the couch to the kitchen and then back from the kitchen to the couch why not leave us a review why not leave us a rating it really really does help especially now that we've got more time to watch movies and stuff we'd love to get your opinions on things get to find out what bad movies you're watching whether you like watching bad movies and then just go from there so where can the people find us simone they can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast. On Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. They can hang out with us on the Robots Radio Discord. And they can come check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And guys, again, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And as we say at the end of every week, we, we love, love you and, and there's nothing, nothing you can, you can do, about, do about, it. about it. Goodbye. Bye.